0: Position. Yeah, that look good right, right now, man. Appropriate place. Yeah, that, look good, yeah, that look you good. Good. The arrangement of body parts, posture, a standing position, or perhaps lying down. So I pose the question Why fall in love when you can stand in it? I want some. You crazy?
1: Then you ask me. Fix who? I know you ain't fixing no little truth. No damn fool for you. Man,
0: look him, bro. I used to like you. Terry, he
2: company. He company. Yeah.
0: What company work for? I say he our company. Look here. I don't give a damn who company. You make sure I get a plate. Before you go to feed somebody get my plate, else. No hey, now ain't work I'll like pay you, you one. damn, damn that. You gotta I'll go buy another damn pan now. I bet you I won't buy nothing. Nah, thing. man, it ain't got nothing to, come to, come do, with to with do with you, but it's just it's got something come to do with, with her. Food, she always looking out for other, other men's things. before you look out I'm for her own food, damn man? pull out one chair. I pull my
1: chair out. Okay, you want something to
3: drink too? Yeah. Okay,
1: I'll
0: get you something. All
1: right. You will. There you go. There. Right. You're That's okay. there You, go. you can get your paper towel. Hold on. Right. You hey. right. You Enjoy yourself, Look. Terry. I'm so glad Terry invited you
0: over here. You don't
2: know how I feel <laughs> to have another man in the house. Hold <laughs> oh on, yeah. Terry, you ready,
0: baby? I bet you come up missing in the morning, Terry. Oh. You okay. might well get ready to get used to I'm laying in the casket. That's you all you it is. I don't want to hear nothing. You okay. keep it to, to yourself. I'm going to tell you something. You feel me? All uh, you got to know
2: what church you a member of. I know, you know what church.
0: See, you going to need the church members. I, I, you going to need I, the I, members I, I, and all. Okay. Boy, I'm going to show you. Bye. You jealous? You Jealous? You got to have to bring your friend over here if you don't want me to feed them birds. That's who paying the bills next he month. So I ain't jealous. He ain't got to bring no bills. Because no no. I ain't paying them. Melissa, uh. got some cheese on my run. Oh. Cheese on your what? Let me get my goddamn pistol. Hold on, I'll get
4: it off your mouth. I got something to get it off. Yeah, this is um Wednesday. What the date is it? Uh August 22nd, uh 2018. Um, before we get into anything, let me see if I can uh let me just uh Give you an idea of uh, what we lost recently. Uh, just let me give you a sense of, of 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 what we lost right now. Yeah, no good. Heartbreaker. Come on, y'all. Your and your teeth. I don't know why, why you do these things to me, and when you keep telling me Let
2: you ain't no real. good, oh, oh, I don't know.
4: I'd leave you if
2: I could. I guess yes, I'm a. T- like I never I never I never no no love a man Ooh, yeah, I, I love you
4: yeah that's 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 what we lost um recently it's, it's a damn shame uh now let me uh give you an idea of um what we have now just uh that's gone so uh let me let me see if i can just uh uh drop the thing that that seems to be on everybody's mind right now this may have appeared on your twitter timeline or been memed or something
5: Yeah, bitch I'm a cow, bitch I'm a cow. I'm not a cat. I don't say meow bitch I'm a cow. Bitch, bitch I'm a, I'm a cow. cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow.
4: I'm move. 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 A I go move. Mo. Moo. A grown ass woman saying moo. Moo bitch, I'm too smooth.
3: I'm not
4: in the mood. Look at the video right now and she's like drinking milk and just wearing cow prints and just just anime boobs just bouncing is apparently the big YouTube sensation is this this a legitimate song is this on Spotify what the hell is going on ice cream bitch, yeah, you my daughter. she's twerking Bothered,
5: get this
4: is a bad looking video just like
5: I'm
4: sad right now
5: I don't know
4: if I'm sad so much it's just disappointing and yeah, we going to I'm a bitch I'm a, a cow. cow again
5: I'm not a cat I don't say meow bitch I'm a cow bitch I'm a cow I'm
4: a cow, bitch I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. Move. But what is this? What the hell is move. this? The grown ass woman talking about mo. Ah, oh, never, mind. I'm done. Alright. Okay, yeah, that's that's what's that's what's popping. That's what's popping the streets now. And I just uh yeah, I just thought I'd point that out. We lost a uh music legend last week and um now we gotta deal with um, uh, bitch, I'm a cow, whatever the hell that is now. Um, listen, I'm going to try to talk about, uh, things that have been happening. Uh, but to tell you the truth, uh, just y- 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 you've listened to this show, the eight of y'all that listen to the show every week. And, uh, just, I usually just, just point out how stupid everybody is and just how it's just annoying me and pissing me off. So I thought I'd bring a, um. A very uh, positive person into the end sh- the show at the top of the hour, just to, 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 to help me navigate through all this stuff. And her name is uh, Alyssa Heron, and uh, she is uh, I, uh, a you know very you know believes in spirituality and natural stuff and everything. And she'll well I'll let her talk for herself. Hey, Alyssa, what's cracking?
6: Hey, it's glad I'm glad to be here.
4: All right, and. um Well, um, well, let's keep it real. I mean, just you seem to be a very positive person. Matter of fact, uh, before the show started, you told me that you don't believe things go wrong. Yes. Which is ironic considering you live near, you don't live in Houston, but you live near it. Yes. And you just like, how do you, how can you say that considering how a lot of things go wrong hourly now?
6: Well. If you were to believe that things go wrong, then I think that's saying you have an expectation of how they should be. So things are not meeting your expectation or your, your, our personal ideas of what we think the world should be or how other people should act instead of accepting what it is. If we're in the space of accepting, nothing's going wrong. So it's about your opinion and your perspective about that.
4: Well, it's, it's funny because it's gotten to the point now where I just expect things to go wrong. So it's not even like, uh, just, it, just not just me like. Expect- so doesn't
6: that mean it's going exactly how you believe it's going to be? It,
4: yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> I constantly believe that everything, everything, and everything goes wrong, everything does go wrong for me. If you just-
6: believe it's going to go wrong and then it goes the way you think, isn't it going exactly as you planned? Is that even wrong, or is it just your belief manifesting into what's happening? And then you're like, "Yep, I knew that was coming." Yeah, well, <laughs> it's just like,
4: cause like, let's look. Here's an example. Like last week, I put a, a check in the bank. I won't mm-hmm. say which bank I go to, but it's just like, put a check in the bank, and they, uh, as I was happy that I got a check, and I put it in, and then, and then, uh, put it in the ATM machine. They told me that they're gonna have to hold it for a week and a half because they want to check to see if the check is fro- what they I finally I called them up and I said you think the check is fraudulent and I didn't say that but that's what you're doing you're you're checking to see if the check is going to bounce or whatever so it's just like it wasn't even it's just like when it happened to me I just like of course mm. just like just just I just expect you know things not to go my way and it's just like yeah, uh, you know, just as as a as, I can only speak for me because I just mm. don't regularly don't see things in a positive manner. Just like I I come to the conclusion that um, if I just have low expectations about everything, I will not be disappointed.
6: Do you still get disappointed?
4: Oh yes. Just you just did you just hear the opening? There's a a song out about it where a woman just talks about saying she's not a cow. I'm disappointed on the regular, my dear. It's like, how do you stay uh, positive in everything? Just like you just have this belief that like if like. But like, let's
6: say the check situation happened to me. Mm. My reaction, my response to that would be okay. Thinking, I guess I don't need that money right now go to that solution. If it's not there, I literally don't need it right now. And I have another belief about life supporting me. So this is just based on answering your question of how I come to this conclusion that things don't go wrong because I believe that life supports me. It took me some time to get there, which I'll explain. But another thing about the bank, let's say it's gonna take like a week, then maybe in a week that would have just happened for a reason and it would all make so much sense. I mean, in every every moment, things are making so much sense to me, like why things are happening. And have have you ever had the personal experience where something happens in your life and then some time later you're like, oh, that's why that happened. It's about being in that space of like, oh, this is all happening for a reason. Even if you don't believe in like an ultimate purpose or a reason for things we can all see how they align like one decision leads up to something else
4: yeah well as, as you mentioned like you said like you, you you if it happened to you you believe you don't need that money right now. Mm-hmm. what if you really need that I money believe right I now i I would
6: get that money but yeah, now we're just in talking a week, about in a beliefs. week and a <laughs>
4: half you'll get the money in a week and a half but you kind of need it at that moment I, because, I mean, but how... Like, let's say if you if that happened to you and you didn't get money, how would how you get other money?
6: This happened, actually, one time. Okay. I was trying to pay for my car, and um, I am still in the position where I don't technically have a job, like I'm not employed, but I make money selling art. Mm-hmm. I sell superfood products. Um, I make money selling jewelry and getting donations from people as well for things I do. So, also hosting events. So I have a few ways that I make money and they're not all like super abundant right now um, based on a smaller audience and like just starting. But at the time I had a car payment due and I was a week late on it because I totally didn't check my calendar and um, I found out that day. So I called them and I asked, you know, about the late fees and everything. What's the total? Well, Once I got the total, I just started finding out what can I do and took control of the situation or at least felt more empowered in the situation to actually make the change myself and get help from other people and get support from people. So sometimes it's as simple as like asking others for support. And that means, you know, making good relationships with them. So and like with yourself, too. So you can rely on yourself when things don't go as you want them to like. As you would think is the best way for them to go like it would have been the best maybe if I just you know had two hundred dollars already but instead I asked my grandma for support that time and then I was able to you know make money to pay her back so so at that at that time which that happened twice I was able to get money from selling art and then from my family
4: well here's where you and I differ because okay I like first of all a lot of my family members are dead and um i don't have a lot of other means like to go you know you 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 apparently do all these other things host events and whatnot and you have a support system of people to help you out i have a support system of people but they're not in houston they are (laughs) other parts of the country i'm not in houston either (laughs) well for Kingwood, let's keep it real. Like Kingwood, like like I hate people say I'm. Not, I don't live in Houston. I live in Sugarland. It's it's still Houston, but it's just like like you have all these other means. Like where if a check, if that if that situation, like the situation can that happened, then you can get help. Like for people like me and other, and it just like it's it's, it's a, it seems to be an impossible task. Mm. Like, this
6: definitely goes to what you think about life and yeah and what you think about yourself
4: well it's not so much how life how i think about myself just basically just like i don't have the that's exactly the nets that you have where mm. you can just you can fall back and just like oh i could ask grandma we're just like i can't ask grandma she died in 2005 and even when she was alive like i don't know i don't think, you know i don't know what the hell she she would have money i don't know what the hell you know so
6: mm.
4: like you know so
6: So if we're listening to the the sentence stem you started with is I don't have. And that's exactly where that belief comes from. Like literally you repeating that in your head. Oh, I don't have that. It's not happening.
4: Things always go wrong because I don't have that. It's like I don't. It's just like it's not it's not just a thing I say. It's just like I've literally tried to go about Getting certain things, it, you, you know, getting, you know, trying to see if there, if there could be a possibility of failsafe, with just of other things I could, other ways I could, mm. you know, navigate. But it's just it, it seems to be close to, especially living now in Houston, where it's just, just good luck trying to find, you know, any means of trying to. I mean, I know you don't live in Houston, but inside Houston proper, it seems to be often be impossible task. So
6: Oh task for what?
4: Impos just just living.
6: Oh just living. Okay. Yeah. Are you breathing right now? What 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 do you consider living?
4: Well um live just like uh having a, a functioning having a functioning job. Like a mm. a steady, steady job mm. and um, just having a place to live. Mm. Um just I miss that. Mm. and just uh, just, just maintaining uh, some independent stability but it's just like that seems to be very far from my grasp right now
6: mm, I can relate to that for yeah. sure you, yeah as I'm like stepping up into having more responsibilities of my own it's like okay there's certain things that I could be doing
3: mm-hmm.
6: and Not all of those things, I'm sure that's what I want to do uh, as per a job or a living situation. So for me, I haven't really figured it out yet what I'm going to do. Like, I graduated high school last year, so... You graduated (laughs) high
4: school last year.
6: Yeah, so I'm still in that, you know, phase of should I leave the country and sell my car or... Like get a job and like buy a house or in Houston or something. Um, oh, how old are you? Nineteen. So I think it. Also. I'm
4: forty, forty two. Okay. So, yeah. I'm
6: used to talking to adults.
4: Well, it's just <laughs> if you used to get talking talking adults, you know this is how you most yeah. how most adults roll. Where it's just like. Especially when they get to my age. They usually is,
6: stress about money and their job yeah, and their family just, and their finances. Yeah, That's like the number one thing that most people have worries and concerns and fears and doubts and all that about.
0: Yeah, the older
4: you get, you know, there's just like the sense that you don't matter as that, that much anymore. And so it's, so you're constantly trying, hey, I can still do stuff that that youngsters can do and everything. I mean, it's just like is, especially for for, you know, hate to bring race into this, but when you're a black man uh, at my age, still trying to do stuff, uh, whether it's around white people or, or or non-white people, it's always, it's always an uphill struggle. So,
6: what is one thing that you would really like to do?
4: Well, I would like to have a nice career uh writing i mean just maybe if like you know but it, it, it's it's like it's it's always it's always seems to be a regional let's... thing what do you write well i write about a lot of stuff okay. i mostly i mostly write about uh i mostly write about the arts which mm. uh there seems to be a lot of people doing that and just oh, uh, but and also uh, mostly about black people stuff i thought there' seemed there's there seems to be a new uh an up-and-coming market for uh, black people to write about black people stuff, just like yeah, you know, there is yes, yeah, but just like apparently, just they just font, just they're just concentrating on the same six mm. writers mm. to like Tanahisi Coats and and several other people that are in the uh, that are in the know, but just you know, as for people here in Houston, it's not a big thing. Mm. So,
6: what do you think that those people did to get them where they are now?
4: Well, they got a job at a. Well, they they just basically wrote a a a, a big piece that went viral.
6: <laughs> so it was just a magical hit.
4: Yeah, it's always a magic. It's always some some. They a the pan thing.
6: They didn't have an audience before or like any uh, editorial
4: or publisher help, maybe. No. No. No, just no. like he, you know, just like kind of easy coach. Like he was like, if you've read any, have you read any of his books? No. Well I'm just like ready, but he'll tell you just like like especially his last book, like uh We were eight years in power, was mm-hmm. about Obama. He just basically like most of it was just basically talking about, hey, I was broke as hell in mm-hmm. New York City mm-hmm. trying to make a name for myself. Mm-hmm. And then Obama became president, started writing about that for Atlantic, and that's how it kinda came into it. So So
6: he so he built his um you know, he started writing over time <clears throat> and then he built his Audience about a certain topic that he was yeah. persistent yeah. in. Yeah, it took a of time. keywords, like, time, persistency. Yeah, time. Mm-hmm. So it, it will take time, and it, it it's not going to appear overnight. Even even things that go viral, let's say in a short period of time, every that needs to reach every single one of those people. So even then, it, it does take time too. Yeah, you know. So so that's one thing that I hope you don't take so uh, heavily. Is like the idea that things should just change automatically right now, when in reality, things do change like daily, you know, moment to moment. They, they, they do change. And then eventually, you'll see a result if you're consistently working on uh, making that change for yourself. So I write too. And so. I thought, I've thought, you know, similar things that if I do this thing, it'll just happen to me and I'm free forever. And then I looked at some entrepreneurs, some nice businessmen. And I realized their whole story, it was all the same thing, is that you know they they kept their safety net, let's say, at like a job or whatever. Mm-hmm. And on the side, they started working on things, mm-hmm. you know an hour, a day, two hours, whatever. Week by week, they got more done and more knowledge, and they were constantly learning. And then eventually they made the name for themselves. they you know got to where they want to go. So it's the same thing with like, seeing things in life one way uh, or seeing them a totally different way. And that would be the only growth gap between what you're saying you see in the world. And then what you would, what you could see differently too Uh is like constantly making that decision to re look at life like Uh a kaleidoscope, just, you know, shift the perspective a little
4: bit. Okay. That's some, some food for thought. Well, well, we get. Let's get into. Uh, let's get into the music part of the show. And uh, this is. Um, let's let's see. This is the most uh, Betty Gilpin ish. Uh, show, on uh, KPFT. Uh, this is. Well, let me let me put my playlist here. This is uh this is the sour hour. Let's let's uh, see if we can do this.
2: I heard those rumors. You'll soon be gone. say there's no use in holding on
1: Up. And we never gon' slip up until we get the whole zipper, tipper, cripper, die until the sun rises up to the stars, county jail bars, beats and breaks, and you know when the night. When Bloody dance floor, Violet Prince wig. What he stand for? Kimmy ranking in notice position. Sit with the quickness like a twisted double sure. It's Miss. What is Christmas in the cat house? Copious Santa handed holes blowing their backs out. Fifteen. Meanwhile at the aftermath of the dance floor, hit team sixteen, like Kimmy when he's pitting with blood gently dripping. It's something from Rudyard Kipling. Portuguese, whoa, well, Navajoan, characteristics caricatured into ridiculous and some mad fit imagining the status of the bones that is fissed They'll die a little later, or maybe later more, wearing something from eight or four. Nigga rich and waiter poor, firefighter igniting a paper while inside of the players bowing. God, something sure.
4: This is uh, the Sour Hour, a.k.a. Everything is Cancelled, on uh, KPFT HD 2, not 3, 2. I'm uh, Craig Lindsay, a.k.a. uh, Black Larry David. Yeah, that's it for this week. I'm just Black Larry David. There's no other way to put it. And uh, uh, you can uh, hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And all the other social media things at uh, at Uncle U N C L E, C R I Z Z L E. And if you are listening to this godforsaken show, um, you can uh, hashtag the sour the sour hour on social media and just let me know. And um, uh, if you want to listen to this episode or past episodes, you can go to mixcloud.com/unclecrizzle. You can also look up the Sour Hour on uh, Facebook. There's a Facebook page that nobody goes to. Uh, that's that's a Sour Hour because it's, it's up there. Um, let me let me tell you about the uh, the songs I just played for you. Uh, first, at the top of the uh, top of that was uh, "No No I'm Losing You," an old track uh, from uh, Aretha Franklin, the late great Aretha Franklin, uh, which he uh, recorded for uh, Columbia. That's from the uh, queen, uh, the queen in, Ra- in waiting comp- compilation that came out uh, lots of years back. That was uh, before she moved over to Atlantic and started uh, conquering the world. She uh, signed with Columbia and did a few albums with them. And I thought I'd play uh, a track from that from that era. Uh, secondly, uh, well, the next track was uh, "Persevere" from. Uh, Robert Glasper and the uh, Robert Glasper experiment from his Black Music 2 album that featured uh, Snoop Dogg, uh, Lupe Fiasco, and uh, Luke James. I figured uh, Robert Glasper has been, uh, had, yeah, I believe last week he put Lauryn Hill on blast and everything. And I thought, I mean, me and to play that track, I was wondering, that play it before? I don't know, but just like I thought I'd play that track up there because uh, Glasper, uh, one of Houston's own, really uh, is in outspoken mode these days. And uh, the last track, uh, a bit of 80s rock for you, that's uh, In Deep by Charlie Sexton from the Beverly Hills Cop 2 soundtrack. Um, I thought I'd play uh, that because um, that is going to... because uh, um, uh, uh, A few Mondays ago, I talked with a couple of guys who work with Mr. Sexton, who's a, uh, a very good uh, musician. He's He's... Playing uh, towns, he uh, towns Van Zant in a new movie which is coming out called Blaze, which is a biopic on the uh, life and times of uh, Texas musician Blaze Foley. And uh, as I say, a couple of Mondays ago, I spoke to um, uh, Ethan Hawke, a uh, very well-respected uh, actor. He's also the writer and a uh, co-writer and director of this movie. And, uh, Ben Dickey, a, uh, respectable musician in his own right, who, uh, plays Foley in the, uh, you know, he plays the title role and everything. And we, uh, met up at Rockefellers because, uh, on the night before they did like a, a night of, uh, music and talking and everything. And, uh, the next day, uh, people could interview them and, uh, yeah, and in Rockefellers and it, it was an interesting experience because, uh, Going back to Rock, I haven't been to Rockefellers in you know in twenty two years. The last time I was there, 21, twenty one, twenty two years. The uh, last time I was there, uh, one of the first it was one of the first concerts I ever saw. It was the Jazz Passengers and Debbie Harry. I don't know if you remember when Debbie Harry was on this Jazz Kick and she uh, collaborated with these guys. And that was an interesting night. It was a Sunday and they were playing. And I think and they did covers of uh, "The Tide Is High" and uh, was one way or another. But uh yeah, I, I talked to uh Ethan and, and Ben about that, but uh uh before we started the interview, so just letting you know. But uh we, we yeah, I talked to him about several things and um well, hell let's get into it. So uh yeah, here's my interview with uh Ethan Hawk and uh Ben Dickey at Rockefellers. Here we go. With uh Ethan Hawk and uh Ben Dickey, uh yeah, this is... Uh, Hawk of the writer, the direct co-writer and director mm-hmm. of uh, *Blaze*, and you're the star. It'd be great to great to sit down and talk to you about all this. So well, I'm trying to see where I begin with this. See if we have a nice little conversation about the movie because I saw it and I, I enjoyed it immensely. Right on. And uh, just I also love how this like it seems like I know you uh, did a premiere at Sundance. Mm-hmm it's pretty interesting, what you uh, you've had it uh play at uh, south by southwest it, uh, opened uh world fest where I, you know, your debate your mm-hmm. debut short got mm-hmm. an award and now you're doing this tour you know, across Texas for it. it seems like you really want the Texas seal of, appro- of approval to make sure that Texas really loves this film in fact you're coming back on uh, uh the 24th mm-hmm both of you on the 24th uh, back, yeah. River Oaks to uh, introduce some uh, uh-huh. movies so, like I mean is it is it making sure Texas is really down with this movie uh, a vital thing for uh, you guys in, in
7: promoting the film I guess it's tipping our hat to the south yeah um, in a lot of ways the movie represents a kind of southern bohemia mm-hmm. that you don't see very often you hear a lot yeah. of in the news that the south is one thing or you people think they know the south Mm -hmm, or they think they know and one of the things that i love about country music and roots music or the blues everything is that it 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 comes it's shot from the heart and it's got a personal feel to it and a personal touch and we try to do the that with the movie you know the movie's built in the back of Ben and I's friendship and yeah. the art director's his wife the producer's my wife and yeah. you know the, the whole the whole way the movie's built it's built on that kind of love and so it's it seemed a way to come to Texas made it seem like a homemade movie that it is mm. does that make sense?
4: Yeah I mean very much uh it had me think cause like uh this is your third feature right mm-hmm. and just like uh I'm always interested in seeing, like, what makes people, you know, because, you know, you do the acting thing and just, you know, all the stuff you do, but you chose to, uh, you know, get in get in there and do a third film again. I mean, what made you d- decide to, you know, take another plunge and do another go-around and make it a movie and how much of that did uh, it take for you for the like, three guys to finally make it uh, come into fruition like how long was this uh, process Not for this one
7: happened fast yeah. they usually happen slow but I mean you could make a case to be made that it's been gestating in us for 10 years yeah you could make a case for that but the I, from the moment the idea occurred to the two of us to make a movie about Blaise Foley, to the time we premiered at Sundance was exactly two years right yep Exactly. I mean, that's a long time to go from idea
8: to finished film. Yeah. I mean, a short time. You know, mm-hmm. a, almost. We were done shooting within a year.
7: Yeah, we were done shooting within a year. We were done, bef- yeah, around the anniversary exactly. of the yeah. idea, we were done shooting. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that never Crazy. happens. Yeah. You know?
4: Yeah, I was just seeing how this relationship began, because I know you've uh, directed a couple of videos for him, and uh, just, like, just how did uh, you two uh, get on each other's radar?
8: Really, it was... Uh... Yeah we both our sweethearts were good friends best friends and they they met in third grade and we met about 14 15 years ago and the first time we met we you know he's from Texas I'm from Arkansas I just wanted to know like what kind of barbecue did you eat when you were a kid and where where, (laughs) what was your favorite cafeteria that you went to with your grandparents Mm -hmm. and those kind of things Uh, we were fast friends just being southern people you know yeah Um, and lovers of music and art lovers of music and and art yeah our girls and and one of the first times we ever met i'm a huge steve martin fan oh yeah and one of his records he's got these little like lightning fast jokes and he's got one where he just says grandpa bought a rubber and i was just i was uh, like walking we were we had just finished we had just Met, we were having breakfast, and I was walking to his car, and I, was, I said to myself, "Grandpa," and he went, "Bottle rubber," oh, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, oh yeah,", yeah. <laughs> just like, now, like like that. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Because <laughs> if you know, if you if you were a, a nine years old and sitting in front of a hi-fi listening to Steve Martin like I was, you were all right by me. Mm-hmm.
4: Right? Yeah, and uh, you know, just in terms of, of course, everybody's you know talking about the first time out, just acting, and just it's interesting uh, fun you know finding out about stuff prior to doing this. So right. You were in a Shake Ray Turbine and Blood Feathers, and you were chef. Yeah. Like, I know a lot of... I know
8: several uh,
4: musicians slash chefs. Yeah, it's, it's a funny
8: thing that go hand in hand sometimes. Yeah,
4: and it's just... I mean, just... I know that uh, you got, like, time with the Crash Course, so you... Uh, like, Vincent you know, got you into some stuff, yeah. but just, like... Were there, like, other things... That uh, you uh, dealt with uh, to uh, see about, you know, portraying this uh,
8: person. Yeah, I mean, uh, one thing that I knew I could do is take care of Blaze's music, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we talked about it a lot. And he's like, "Look, the worst thing that's going to happen is we're going to be together for like a month and a half, and you'll get to play a lot of music." And he was like, "And if you feel like the rope is slipping from your hands, we'll make it an art film, and I'll be happy." Yeah, which is still scary, you mm-hmm. know, but it was an opportunity to work with my friend It was an opportunity to to play music and and uh, take care of blaze foley's music because i want everyone to hear clay pigeons and oval room and uh, my reasons why i want everyone to hear those songs and i also want everyone to to reflect on love and lost love and uh, if they have any people in their lives that might be um, abusing drugs or having mental problems. Like, there's an underlying thrum throughout our movie, which is that Blaze is not well. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's suffering in a way. And I have people in my life who are now gone that maybe if someone would have helped out just a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. they might have been able to figure it up for them. But a lot of artists and a lot of creative people, and some that aren't, uh, struggle. And I think that love and music and art uh, often intertwine when it comes to people who struggle.
4: Yeah. I was just thinking, uh, the idea was it to make it kind of a fractured storyline where it just, like, you know, bounce it back. I mean, was it you, kind of like you want to make it kind of a more literary thing where it just goes back and forth in time? I so has
7: to do with just an instinct that if you start to make too literal a narrative out of anybody's life, you're going to be lying. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you make it fractured, you... Taken into account that all of our lives have many beginnings and many ends, and and seen through your point of view it's one way, and his point of view it's another way, and yeah. you can hopefully find a larger truth, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mm-hmm. than getting obsessed with some kind of Wikipedia or resuscitate, reciting of the events of a person's life. Yeah,
8: you know. Musicals that transports people. I mean, yeah, you that's a good about, point. You were talking about being here, and you know, I bet every time you hear Debbie Harry, you go, Oh, I remember when I saw her. Oh, yeah, yeah it, was, right? it
4: was one of my favorite concerts. Right, yeah. so, like, so it's a funny
8: thing. You hear a song and then it reminds you of something, and sometimes it reminds you of something you never didn't think you remember. And the songs would be like these fence posts in the movie that connected all time.
7: Yeah. You, you know, when he first wrote the song, when he played the song when he was drunk and too tired to remember the words, when somebody heard the song two years after he died, you know the the songs are these little time travelers, yeah. you know, and that if it's a, the movie's really about music and yeah. the making of music and human creativity, then that, in a way, that's not fractured. It's just our lives and yeah. The,
4: yeah, I was wondering if like uh, you, just get, you guys decided to just go ahead with calling it Blaze, even though there's another right. biopic <laughs> about a person called Blaze. I, I know.
8: That was shot in Louisiana. That was shot in Louisiana. Yeah. You know,
7: I it, it just it, you know. There's a thing Richard Linklater says that I love. It, titles come early or they don't come at all. Yeah. And I never really thought of another title for this. People always brought up that Paul Newman movie, and they, I thought about the title "Drunken Angel," or I thought of you know you could. Devin can wait. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of good titles in the world, but it seemed to me that the title is not just a person who it's about for me it was about creativity, and there's something about that fire, that spark of it's not just a literal his name right. it's the spark of creativity and the spark of love and mm. you, you know it's just it just made sense to me i just i never yeah. my brain couldn't wrestle any other title to make sense,
4: yeah. Well, you're talking
7: about music
4: earlier, and just like it seems, you know, just going through your career, just like music is constantly a throughway. way I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you've uh, you've played. Um uh, musicians, both mm-hmm. fictional, like in Reality Bites or in uh, real life, like uh, Chet Baker, mm-hmm. or Blue, and just, and of course, you, know, you were the lead singer of Sugar Ray all those
7: years, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> uh, I, cre- I, just, I kicked ass in that band. Yeah, I just, I just I was uh, 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 for
4: two days, Should I bring that up to, uh, like, yeah. it kind of looked like but, but, I uh, just, I just seen just, and of course, with this movie and stuff, like, you, like how much you you mentioned last night, how much music plays uh, an important part in your life. It's just like it's something that you've always found something. Uh, like even when you're it's, directing or writing books, it's just like music. It's really, loads. everything
7: it's, to me. Yeah, it's I don't. It's hard to put into words, but music is this meeting place where, um, mm-hmm. you know, I love to tell the story. Ben's heard me tell before, but uh, I was at a Willie Nelson concert uh, right in the. Bombing of Baghdad, you know, there, and the pitch in the room was very high. Yeah, you, you know, and and Bill Clinton actually came, uh, the newly former President Clinton, yeah. came on stage to introduce Willie and and people. Booed him so severely and cheered him so severely mm-hmm. that fights were erupting all over the Beacon Theater. Yeah. You, you know, everybody was just pitched, and 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 Clinton said, "Whoa, see, some of you support me, and some of you hate me, but all of you love Willie Nelson." Mm-hmm. You know, and the place just erupted. Yeah. And uh, and and there's this meeting ground where and and you and that's this place where music lives, where it's beyond language, it's beyond, it's it's an empathy generator. Yeah, you know and and we can hear each other's souls and I I, I love it so much
4: and you ever thought about doing a like a music podcast where you like maybe talk about I would like music to do stuff that, and actually. even interview musicians I different...
7: feel like Ben and I should do a, some kind of like it'd be fun to do a Blaze Foley podcast and use also not just his music but the music that inspired this song and here's mm-hmm. here you can hear uh here's the blues songs that influenced blazes writing of this song or this is why we pick Kristofferson to be in the is because of these songs and this is mm-hmm. the, what I, I love how music touches other music no yeah. song exists in a vacuum right. you know they're all they're all related there's all this inner chain like veins yeah. to our bodies, you know. I, so I would love to do that podcast.
4: I'm, well, you, you, you watch well, Chris Christophson. I mean, I and you. I mean, I believe he's in your first film, Chelsea Wallace, uh-huh. and Justin. And you say you're a big fan of his. I mean, and, and just watching him in the movie, just like Jesus. I mean, if you know, he kind of looks like if Ethan like got older, just like you. <laughs> and I was thinking, like, would a Chris Christophson biopic be something that you'd be interested in?
7: I'm not interested in bio... It would have to be, what's the movie about? Like, what mm-hmm. are they using Chris's life to make a movie about? Yeah. You know, it's like... For me, this movie is not interesting to tell you the events of Blaze Foley's life. It's about a love affair mm-hmm. between Sybil Rosen and Blaze Foley. It's about creativity. It's, we're using Blaze's life to tell you a love story. Mm-hmm. And that's different than just making a movie about a dude. Yeah. You, you, you know?
4: Yeah. Well, I just, I just got to ask, I mean, just... Considering the year you're currently having, I mean, uh, you've been dropping this film. Of course, uh, you dropped First Reform early. We got you a lot of heapings of praise. And uh, Juliet Naked is about to come out where you play surprise musician. And I believe you got a couple other things happening. Would you, would, would we call this? Um, I don't know the hocus
7: Hawkesons. Well, you can call it. I like that. The Haw <laughs> the
4: McConas. The, meconnaissance, the meconnaissance that happened a few years back when Matthew McConaughey was all over the place. You know, with the Hawkesons. I'll
7: tell you my theory on that. The thing that was remarkable about Matthew is he Mar- Matthew did a huge change of direction. Mm-hmm. He shifted the direction of his life. That whenever pe- if people make those kind of comparisons between people, it discounts people. You know, I've been doing the same thing since I was a little kid. I mean, you could make fun of me for that, you know, but it's been you know, so Matthew had an amazing... His life was kind of going one way, and he just totally shape-changed it and redirected yeah. it. And I think the whole world took note and applauded him for that. Yeah. But really, Blaze is exactly what I've, my whole life has been geared to doing, yeah. and so is First Reform. You know what I mean? This yeah. is, if anything, you know, I, I, I'm more the, 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 the turtle. Yeah, no, just plodding along yeah. Yeah. it's interesting you say that because of course
4: there's been that quote that's been dangling around on social media where you mentioned we well, had talked about how you talked with Schrader about uh, you know why like people of his generation just like kind of uh, make kind of like phoning it in and doing certain paycheck stuff and he brings up the middle middle class wasn't working for him and you see you kind of bring up how you're more uh, you know simplistic in living your life and you, you like just one pair of shoes and it kind of reminds makes me think that like it's it's kind of comforting hearing uh, a movie star, an actor, if you will, just talk about that. And almost it me think of like the Kendrick Lamar of acting, because he has kind of the same uh, cool. way of looking at things. Where it's just like it's not about you know mansions and boats and stuff. It's just about the work. And it's just uh, you feel that you know as you mentioned, you say you've been doing this for a long time. This is just how it is for you. Just like it's more about the work with you, and just keep on
7: going with what you're doing. Just often notice that when this country puts a heavy priority on making cash, yeah, and it doesn't—it's not its not a, it doesn't do a lot of good for anybody, mm-hmm. you know. the The pursuit of greed, it—it's like a—you know—you don't need to look much further than the Bible to see it doesn't get anybody mm-hmm. far at all. Yeah, and yet. We keep doing it, we keep doing it, and we celebrate it. If somebody tells you, oh, well, I'm doing this, but I'm making a lot of money, but it's all oh, good idea. Mm-hmm. Do you know? I'm going to school and I'm going to make a lot of money. Why? why, uh, why, <laughs> for what, in yeah. service of what? Mm-hmm. Um, and how we define success, you know, is pretty, and my definition for it has never, and has never been mm-hmm. monetary. monetary, thank yeah. you.
4: Yeah, cool, it's cool to hear that. Uh, you got the I believe actor award and at Sundance and just I mean as somebody who not really to, uh, travel more in these acting circles how's it been since uh, getting that because like, oh crap I'm, I'm an actor now people see me doing acting stuff and- <laughs> that's
8: okay I mean it really you know when I was standing up there accepting that award I felt so proud of everybody and I really think mm-hmm. it was we we got that award I mean I I know that I put myself into that role and I did a lot of work but. It was an enormous moment for us. It was an enormous moment for all the people that put uh, energy into it. And when we went and celebrated afterwards, it did not feel like it was me being lifted up. It felt mm-hmm. like the film was being lifted up. It felt like Blaze was blessing us. It felt like we were celebrating Sybil Rosen. It felt like we were mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. really having, this was this was something that was going to help thrust the movie forward. And I yes. felt so, so yeah. very proud that you know, it's a, team, it's a team gig, right? I felt yeah. like... I, that, I, and
7: that's another lesson that the acting, what well, you, your life has taught you how to handle it. But it's actors are a lot like quarterbacks, you know? Yeah. You get a lot of attention, but you don't get anywhere without a huge group of people. Yeah, really. You know? You
4: yeah. know. yeah. Well, you know, my time is almost up. But I guess i say, like, uh, the movie comes out... When when it comes out officially? 17th in Austin, 24th here in Houston. Yeah, you're going to be uh, for a... You know, both like opening day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you're gonna be twenty fourth here at River Oaks. And when is when is it national? Just, then the seventh of September. Seventh of September. Well thank you, gentlemen for Yeah, thank you. Hey, man. Thank you,
8: man. Appreciate it.
4: Appreciate it, bro. All right, that was uh me talking to Ethan Hawk and uh Ben Dickey about the uh new movie Blaze which comes out once again here on uh Friday at a uh, landmark River Oaks. They're gonna be um, they're doing, um, Q&As and, uh, uh, intros at, uh, that place. Let me get the times on that real quickly and, uh, cause I know they're gonna be, the first one is at, uh, what is it, 3, uh, 55, I believe. And, uh, let me, the uh, yeah, it's, uh, 3.55, 7 o'clock, yeah, 3.55, 7 o'clock and 9.55, so, uh, yeah, they're going to be there in person. And uh, I want to thank uh, Alyssa Heron for coming down here. Uh, tell people where uh, they can hit you up at on the social media and all that stuff. Plug, in, plug away.
6: Okay, thanks. So on Instagram, it's Rainbow Fractals. One word R A I N B O W F R A C T A L S. Rainbow Fractals. Um,. And then Facebook is my name, Alyssa Heron, A-L-Y-S-S-A, H-E-R-R-E-N. I have an art page on there, too, so it's the same name and then just the word art afterwards. And I'm also a um, leader for laughter yoga.
4: All right. Uh, Stay tuned for uh, Flight Squad Radio coming up next. They are putting up a lot of stuff on the walls. (laughs) So until then, uh, until next time or whatever the hell, this is Craig Lindsay saying, hey, Sarah Huckabee. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> yeah, just, just listen to the words of this, girl. Just listen to it. This goes out to you, girl. I know you're wearing that frilly dress today during the press conference. Just want to let you know one thing, girl.
2: I hope you're a dreamer, girl. Hope
4: that your yeah, you better scream for me, baby. I just wanna be a lover. Just wanna love you up and down. Hey, put some butter on you, it's melted butter. You. Some, I can't believe it's not butter and just I sop you up with some Pillsbury Jail. grand donuts. No, uh, biscuits. Biscuits! Those gigantic I biscuits. I just, I don't, just, just let I just you know, wanna just, wanna know. just it's all bad and some yeah. stuff. Got, never baby.
2: Two you love
3: you, love
2: you. Love love you baby. baby. Oh. Oh.
4: To Alright, that's all tell I got, then tell
2: me that you think of me. They dream of me, have fantasies and fly.